Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor of the week. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Friendship. I'm your host, Michelle, with Jamie here as well. As usual, we've got some uh, small announcements, so we'll go ahead and take care of those real quick. Hey guys, if you want to support us, you can start with those monthly donations. This will allow us to create engaging content more frequently, and this will allow us to be accessed on more platforms. Send us a voice message. This will allow us to hear what you have to say, and we're going to be featuring you guys on future episodes. If, if you'd like... It's in the making, but send those in. And lastly, make sure you leave that review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, I think we're on Stitcher, uh, CastBox. We're on a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of different ones. we're on a lot now. So just like, subscribe, um, comment, leave a review. Anything that you can do really helps us in the long run. Yeah, we want to make sure that. We are giving you guys content that you guys want to hear, and we want to make sure that, you know, the content that we're providing is good quality content, so any feedback is actually really welcome for anything that you guys have to say. Yes. Alright, so, I want to start, um, first of all, I know I'm sick, I, I know this is during the COVID-19 outbreak, but I do not have COVID-19, I promise, I, I have some sort of, like, head cold or something like that, which does make me more susceptible. I have respiratory issues. I'm on quarantine. I have not left the house. I am bored as fuck. So, if anyone has any good ideas that they are doing right now, like, please send us an email or something to do around the house. Um, if you hear me unwrapping anything, I have a fuckload of cough drops because I've just been coughing everything up (laughs) but I do not have enough symptoms to be tested for the coronavirus either so maybe I have it but I doubt it I think it's a head cold oh she got the corona corona maybe (laughs) um so I wanted to start actually with this psychic um named Sylvia Brown who we wonder if she may have predicted the coronavirus. So She probably did she's a psychic. No, like for real though. She published this book, I believe it was after the SARS outbreak. And this is an excerpt from the book. Let me see if I can make it a little bigger so that my elderly eyes can look at this. So this is her excerpt and this is her prediction. So, quote, in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, attack again 10 years later, then disappear completely. So, I don't know about you, but reading that gives me of chills (laughs) so she actually predicted this and like I said she's unfortunately passed now I was going to try and contact her via my uh, pendulum but given my state and my condition it's not safe for me to do so 
because I'm so sick, I'm under, I can be attacked psychically very easily. So I've decided not to open myself up to that at this current moment. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. So what do you think about it? About the Sylvia Brown situation? Yeah. So it, it's kind of funny that you brought that up to me today because I, I don't remember when it was. It was probably like earlier this week, my little sister, Yolanda, y- you know that she's like super paranoid with stuff like this. Yes. I don't know if I told you, but she won't let anyone in her house, like anyone besides her and her boyfriend, like she won't even let her own mother there. Um, She told me about it and I just thought it was interesting because I've been hearing a lot of people bringing it up, but... um. In, in my personal opinion, I believe that it it's accurate, but I also think that I, I, I think this is man-made. So I think that this is something that the government came up with and they are just it, like kind of sending it out into the world for like population control. I mean, we've lost over 10,000 people across the globe as of today. Well, man-made or not, she doesn't specify well, and right, but that's just I, I regardless, I, I do believe that she, you know, knew that it was coming. Yeah, and I think that that's absolutely crazy. That's absolutely insane, which we do have a um, another episode coming out. It's probably gonna be a bonus episode of me and Jamie when I was up there in Minnesota getting a tarot reading, which I'm gonna be uploading soon. I'm very excited for that. So yay. Yes, we do highly believe in the, um, in the paranormal, in the, um, you know, like psychic and whatnot and things like that. I don't think all psychics are real, (laughs) but no, good majority. But I think that Cynthia Brown was she was one of the most well known psychics. Yeah, definitely for sure. But I just wanted to bring that up just as a little bit of a, um, I don't know, like a note, like we kind of knew. Or we had some sort of a warning or something like that. <coughs> I'm sorry if you can hear me dying over here. I'll try not to die on the show. Or get Good. it uploaded before I die. I don't know what I would do without you. Because I, up- I can't really upload our episodes. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely like editor-in-chief Michelle, over here. So Michelle was up visiting me and I'm pretty sure she got sick because of Mason. Yeah, he gave me his illness. Well, did I tell you, since we're, like, having all the tea time right now. I went to to Walmart to try and look for my watch there, and we were going to, like, leave, and Mason started coughing. I think his um, zipper was, like, too far up close to his neck, and he freaking hurled everywhere, all over the floor and everything. Like, threw up everywhere? Yeah, one of the workers just looked at me, and she, like, rolled her eyes and gave this, like, really annoyed look, and I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Like low key, I'd be embarrassed, but that bit. I was just standing there, and I looked at her. I was like, "So I'm sorry. I don't really know what to do. So I'm just gonna leave." And she didn't say anything. Like I think she was legit mad at me because they didn't. They probably thought that he had like the coronavirus or something. Like yeah, my son has the corona. Good luck cleaning it up, bitch. I felt so. I felt really bad for one, and for two, I was just like, she. She didn't even say anything. Like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Is he okay or anything? She just like was really annoyed. Well, that seems to be how people are treating this thing. Is like people are just annoyed in general. Well, he's just a baby, you know. He is a baby, and, and he has. But anyway, I, 
what I was trying to get at was I think Mason got Michelle sick because he's been like coughing and he has, but I've also been playing with him and hanging out with him. So, I mean, to be completely honest, I've just kind of been chilling. Sorry, guys, drinking out of the Jamie jug. Yeah, I got myself a Jamie jug too because I'm sick and I'm tired. She's part Sam Bam now. Yep. All right, so do you want to start this episode? What are we going to be talking about? I suppose we can tell everyone finally what we're talking about since we've just been, like, going off on a tangent. Just babbling so, about things. <laughs> in today's episode, you guys were talking about um, empaths in narcissistic relationships living with a partner who doesn't value the same things. Yeah, so basically what that is going, what that is like. Oh, hi, Mason. How you doing, buddy? Thank <laughs> Oh, he wants a drink. He's. I can't wait to interview him on the show. It's going to be so exciting. Hi, buddy. How you doing? Say hi, Michelle. Okay. Go go, go watch your show. <laughs> Bye-bye. Love you. He just came in for a drink. Yep. He, he just, just had, had to say, drink. say He had hi. to say hello to everyone. Yep. And there goes the door. All right. So, yes, <clears throat> we're talking about empaths and narcissistic really. Oh, I don't think he shut the door. I don't think he knows how loud he is. I think it's hilarious. He just he just talks so loud. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about empaths and narcissistic relationships, what that means, what that's like, and what that is experienced like in the short term and in the long term and what that, what typically happens. Yep, so. and I'm back. Yay. <laughs> the main the main host of the show is back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, for real though. It is so hard to breathe, my God. <laughs> Girl, literally, Jesse is so sick now. Did did you? I suppose you can't. You haven't talked to her. But I think she has. Um, getting off topic, but I think she has either the sickness, or she has. Um, what is that called? Laryngitis. I had laryngitis when I worked at a call center. It was horrendous. Yeah, and that's where she works at a call center. I feel so bad for her. She's like she has a temp of like ninety nine degrees, and now she has two styes on her eyes. Dude, like call centers are like petri dishes for diseases. She literally had to call in today. She couldn't talk, and her boss is like, "Well, if I were you, I wouldn't come in, but you can come in if you want to." But there's no point because she'd be talking to people like barely, like having to yell at them. Like it'd be pointless. Yelling for her is a whisper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, um, so bad. <laughs> okay, so yeah, narcissistic relationships. So yes, let's talk about narcissistic personality disorder, and yeah. what that is. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna try and catch my. <laughs> this is gonna be a lot. So basically, what I'm gonna do, you guys, is I'm gonna go over like the definitions, yes, and types and everything, and then me and Michelle are gonna go off on our little um. I might stop you in a, at a couple of places. Um, yeah. Especially after bas- you go over what narcissistic personality disorder is. Right. But we basically want to talk about um, whether we think this is a trait that our boyfriends hold, I guess. Oh, not just boyfriends. My my dad 100% has this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're just, yeah, we're just going to... We're going to talk about it, people in our lives. It, yeah, it'll be fine. So... <laughs> Narcissistic personality disorder, or NPD, is a personality is a personality disorder that is characterized by long term, a long term pattern of exaggerated feelings of self importance, an excessive need for admiration, and a lack of empathy toward other people. 
a narcissistic personality oh narcissistic personality disorder is a mental condition in which people have an inflated <laughs> sense of own importance a deep need for excessive attention and admiration troubled relationships and a lack of empathy for others but behind all of this a narcissist has a fragile self-esteem that is vulnerable to the slightest criticism Yes. This type of personality disorder causes problems in areas such as life, relationships, work, and financial affairs. So, here's what I can say. Just from reading all of that. So, my dad, he has a narcissistic personality disorder. He has not seen a therapist, and that's the interesting... He sees a therapist now, but not for that, and we'll talk about that in another episode. But every single therapist... And I've been to several and every single therapist I've been to and my brother has been to and he's he's been to a whole host of therapists. They all have said that my dad has narcissistic personality disorder, every single one of them. And we've never talked about the other therapists. We've just said this is how my dad is. This is how I've grown up. And so they do have like a long term pattern of like feelings of self-importance. They do feel like they're so much more important than anybody else and like yep. if you try and step on their feelings or anything it's 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 like you've just sinned and like you need to go to church it's like oh my god i agree um so it is actually a mental condition it is it is definitely a mental condition but unfortunately there is no cure they they literally do not have the same feelings so when i say jamie i love you you understand what that means. You understand what it means when I say I love you. And and you can say that back to me knowing that, you know, you love me. You know, we're, we're given that those feelings are reciprocal. But when you're talking to a narcissist, the terms love mean different things to them because they don't grasp those feelings. They don't grasp right. emotions the same way, which I find fascinating but sad at the same time. I, I agree. So I... I just also would like to say that as an empath, we attract narcissists in our lives. We just attract them. They're very attracted to us. So we kind of think of it like we're that puzzle piece they're missing. You know, we have so many emotions, <laughs> you know, so many emotions we don't want, so many emotions we don't need, and they lack emotions. So they want to be with us. And so that's why narcissists and empaths sometimes end up in relationships together and then they become toxic. Agreed. But that's what happened in my last relationship. We can talk about that one <laughs> a little bit later. But my last relationship, I guess we'll call him Kay, I don't know. Um, but he was actually diagnosed with this at a later um, stage in his life after we had broken up. And his was a severe case. So, unfortunately, there's no way to just get your feelings back. You can't just... They have to be walked through what to say. So, when you piss somebody off, it's not easy for them to say, Oh, well, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't know that that made you feel away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, you can go on, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> I'm just interrupting no, you. I, it's it's fine. I was, I was actually going to say, like... um. It's it's funny that they talk about um, the the fragile self esteem and and the criticism because I know so many people, um, literally like Nick's sister, <laughs> to a T, 
like she cannot take criticism at all. She is just not something that's like in her in her genes at all. Oh my god, neither she, can my dad. She gets defensive uh-huh. and angry, and it's just like, bro, I, like not even constructive criticism. She'll just be like, no, you're wrong. Yep, that's how my dad was, and as a as a result of that, because you can't criticize them, this affects a lot of relationships that they have. They right. tend to not have as many, or they just have very few relationships, or no relationships right. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. People who have this disorder are also generally unhappy and disappointed <laughs> when they are not given the special favors or admiration they believe they deserve. Mm-hmm. AKA Nick's sister. <laughs> they will find relationships unfulfilling and others may not enjoy being around them. Nick's sister. <laughs> if you believe you may know someone who is like this in some way but aren't quite sure, they do have, it, you're not sure if they have this disorder or not. There are a few sim- symptoms. There's more than what I put um, on my sheet, but I just chose an exaggerated sense of self importance, entitlement. Because they uh, they believe that they are superior and can only associate with equally special people. Yeah. They also take advantage of others to get what they want, and they are very arrogant. So one thing to know is that this is also on a spectrum. So having narcissistic personality disorder, like that's the the full like, oh my god, you have this complete like disorder and whatnot. Right. And so like that's just how it is. But you can be on a spectrum from empath to narcissist. And a lot of people fall in between empath and narcissist. So an empath is actually somebody who has more mirror neurons than most people do. And like I said, they're able to pick up more emotions and more of those kinds of things. And and a narcissist is somebody who just does not pick up on, on any of mm-hmm. them. And they typically also do lack um, social cues as well, which is also really sad. But it's just like one of those things, you know what I mean? Right. And yep. as an empath, I will say, um, my watching my parents' relationship, because it has not been a good one, um, empaths will tend to pick up nar- narcissistic tendencies. So my mom has become very entitled. She's got such a sense of self-importance. I'm like, oh my god. And she's very arrogant. And those are just three of the things that she has. She has many other tendencies as well. But it's it's hard for us to have a relationship. Like me and my brother to have a relationship with her as well because of this. Right. I feel like, I think my, I don't talk to my biological mom because she's just, she's very just like, I feel like she might be a narcissist because it's always just about her. And she feels like she's the only one that matters half the time. But, like, my dad, if, if I were to put him on the scale of, like, empath to narcissist, he'd be a complete empath because he's so... Like, you met my dad. You, what would you classify him as? Oh, definitely an empath. Yeah, he's just very kind-hearted and he cares a lot about yeah, others. Yeah, and he's always talking to you about your anxiety and your feelings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is he's very really sweet. awesome. Yeah, he's a sweetie. Yeah. I love my daddy. I know. Um, I wish he was my dad. He's really nice. <laughs> He can just adopt you. <laughs> Something that I find right. Something I find quite interesting about this disorder is that those who have it kind of react with like rage or contempt, and they try to belittle 
other people to make themselves like feel better and to appear superior over those people which is very interesting yeah that is definitely something that my dad will do he will uh, I remember one time him and my mom were in this huge argument and I think at the time I was 16 because I had just started dating but I was dating somebody that mom and dad didn't exactly agree with you know like those edgy boys oh, yeah. you know Oh, yeah. And so, like, they were arguing and stuff like that, and my dad comes downstairs, and he specifically looks at me, and he's like, me and your mom are having a divorce, and I just want to let you know it's your fault. And I was like, wow. That's narcissist to a T. Yeah, like, overreacting, over the top, entitlement, you know, belittling all the time. I mean, I have, um, I used to record, because another thing that they will do is they'll make you feel like you're crazy. By gaslighting you. Yep. And so I used to record our conversations. And so I have a flash drive full of these conversations that we used to have. Blackmail. (laughs) Blackmail. Yep. Perfect. That's funny. But it's a lot of conversations of me just, like, crying and just, like, him driving me to tears because of, like, stupid shit. That's really sad. Like, that. Yeah. But that's, like, how he was. That's just, like, how he was as a person. He would belittle you so bad that you'd be to the point of tears. And then, like, me and my brother wouldn't go downstairs. We wouldn't go. We wouldn't eat for the entire day. We would wait until night, and then we would eat. Because When he, he was asleep? Yeah, because he would call us fat. He would belittle us so much that we just didn't, like, it got to the point where you just didn't want to exist anymore, you know? It's really sad. It was really sad. But that's a whole other, like, episode. Like, my God. Yeah. I know. I just thought it was interesting because I know so many people that are like this. And I would have never chopped it up to them being a narcissist. Like, I just, you know, before me and you ever started talking about things like this, I just thought that some people were just like that, you know. And they are. And, and yeah. I've met I met this amazing person who I hope to have on the show one day. And she's like, if we could just take all the narcissists and put them on an island, the world would be a better place. Right. And I'm, like, low-key, like, yes. But, I mean, I'm kind of curious as to, like, have a discussion about, like, whether or not people can be, like, in between empaths and narcissism, and if they're still, like, pretty much, you know, like, if they're good people. They can be. There are people who are in between. Like I said, it's a spectrum, like the autism spectrum. Yeah. So, so some people just lean more towards a narcissist rather than leaning more towards empathic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like somebody could have both but be more, like, on the good side and some people could have both and be more towards, like, the asshole side of there things. There are – I have heard of stories where there have been narcissists who think that they're empaths and they're not. Hey, guys. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor of the week. And that person I was telling you about, she yeah, she does, um, I think she's a neuroscientist and she's done, like, biological research on, like, how this works and, like, how this, like, functions and things like that. Um, but she has told me, like, there are confused narcissists out there who think they're empaths and it's just so, she's like, no, sweetie. <laughs> No, honey. So it's really sad. It is really sad because they just, they don't know. And right. there's, there's not really a cure. It's kind of like one of the, and I don't want to be mean. I really don't want to be mean. But I've just been abused so many times by narcissists. It's like one of those, you don't have a cure for stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 
and I talk about this later on later on in the um in the episode, like once we get further along, but <laughs> it, it's not it it's basically a personality disorder. It's a type of personality disorder. It's a mental health disorder. It is. It, it can't be fixed. It, it's not It's not a disease. It's a disorder. Right. And the problem that I have with it is, like, my dad is an extreme. Like, he's he has this 100%. And he has completely destroyed my brother's life. My brother will never have a normal life because of what he has done and the things that he has said to him. And that's why I just don't have a lot of sympathy for them, I guess. And it's sad. Yeah. Um, And there's even, there's a story to it, too, as to why we call them narcissists as well. Um, It's actually from Greek mythology. So Narcissus was a Greek god, and he was very, like, obsessed with himself. And so what happened was one day he came down to Earth. And I'm sorry if I'm telling this wrong. But this is what I remember (coughs) as I die. One day he came down to earth and he saw a reflection of himself in the water. And it was so beautiful that he actually died there. And out from his remains sprang um, um, a flower or grew a flower. And we call that the narcissist flower. Because that's that's his flower. I'm trying not to cough as much as I can during this episode. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Just don't just don't give me the corona. It's not corona time over here. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere though. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, it is a mental health disorder and it is it a is. personality disorder right it is it, it's funny because i was diagnosed with a personality disorder when i was like 17 really what were you diagnosed did, with i did i ever tell you that no um okay we can't be I friends just, anymore oh i'm okay. just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i got locked up a lot when i was in high school for um self-inflicting harm yeah and um one of the the ladies there whatever i don't the counselors or whatever she it was told me that i had a um split i think it was like a split or multi personality disorder oh did dissociative identity disorder yeah that's what it is do you really i don't know if i have it anymore but th- you know that was when i was like 16 17 oh that's interesting yeah. have you I'm not- have you like noticed any like lapses in time or anything like that or Girl, that's all. That's a that's a discussion for a, a different podcast because I don't I don't even know. I'd have to like do a lot of thinking into it. Okay. All right. Cool. But yeah, you never told me. Up, I just thought I'd bring it up because of the episode. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like mental. The show's canceled, guys. Michelle's never gonna talk to me. Again. Yep. Yep. It's true, guys. Uh, Bye. My God. Yeah. No. But, but um, uh, go ahead. Continue. Oh, I was just going to say those who are those who also have difficulty regulating emotions and behavior um, have narcissistic can have narcissistic personality disorder. Um, A lot of them will feel I don't want to put like a label on them, but like people who have this disorder feel depressed and moody because they can fall short of perfection. So a lot of narcissists feel like they have to um, reach a certain area of success in their life yeah and that just has to be 
it for them. And if they don't reach it, then they get really, really depressed and they'll get angry sometimes even, um, which is kind of like, you know, the person in the other room. (laughs) I shall not (laughs) say names. Um, The only thing that I can say to this is that if anybody feels that they have these symptoms or traits and that is, is if it's interfering with your life, to the point where you're just getting angry and depressed all the time that you just please try and seek help from a doctor because you can treat personality disorders and, and, and things like this, but, um, leaving it untreated is never healthy for anyone. Um, there could also be underlying issues that can, that can help, uh, you overcome with medic. They can help you overcome them with medication or even, you know, therapy. Therapy is really helpful for a lot of people. The problem with therapy is that a lot of narcissists, they don't want to go out there and they don't want to get the therapy because, like you had said, um, they have this high perfection rate. And so what ends up happening is they think that they're perfectionists. They have this kind of God complex where, you know, I'm God and, you know, everything I do is amazing and everything you do is absolute shit, you know, and that's just how it is. And so it's really hard for them to self-reflect. Self-reflection is not a thing a narcissist can do. Right. And so, in a way, and this is kind of mean, but I kind of compare them to Neanderthals because they're not up to the level of of self-reflection and self-abundance um, and the ability to say, hey, I did something wrong and correct that like right. an empath is. And they're just, they're not up to that level. They're kind of the missing link, if you will. Which is so mean to say. No, I agree. Girl. Yeah. Okay, so this is off topic, but since we were kind of like talking about the coronavirus and stuff going on. Here we go again. (laughs) I just got a live update that as of today, there are 14,168 confirmed cases in the U.S. and over 205 deaths. Yep. So the coronavirus has reached every state. In the United States. Brandon says if this continues that we're, we are going to get to 400,000 deaths by the time the coronavirus is done. 400,000? 400,000 U.S. It's it's supposed to kill um, like 90% of the population. 1%. Oh, sorry, 1%. Yes, 1%. I'm like, can we choose which 1%? Because... What's 1% of 7 <clears throat> billion people? Or how, we have it's what, like the entire, so, you know, like, the entire, like, rich population is what, the 1% is the millionaires. Yeah. So if you imagine all of, I mean, I don't want to, but, like, that's the only 1% I can think of. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Bill Gates, if you're watching, I'm sorry. But if you imagine, like, all of them dead, that's pretty much, like, what it would be. It's a lot. I know, like, 1% doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a lot. If you Google it, like, let's look at numbers real quick. How many people died in the plague? And that was just Europe. I know. I don't even know. I just... We're getting way off topic, but... I just am baffled. This is so scary. I'm never leaving my house again. I keep saying that, but now I'm really done. I have no reason to leave. <laughs> I have no reason to leave. Anyway, so 
Um, as of right now, there are no known causes of narcissistic personality disorder or NP- NPD. From what I have researched, this disorder can be highly related to, like I was talking about, mental health disorders such as pers- other personality disorders mm-hmm. or um, things like that. I, I did read that this disorder um, may be linked to a few things, and three of them that I found were environmental um, environmental issues such as mismatches from parents and children, relationships with either excessive adoration or excessive criticism that is poorly attuned to the child's experience. So basically how they grew up. That one's actually really specific. So when we're talking about narcissists in this specific case, we're we're not going into the different kinds of narcissists that there are because there are many. So the mismatch from parents and children where where the parents adore their children, that's a Mm -hmm. specific kind of narcissist. And yep. then the criticism, the excessive criticism is a different kind of narcissist. So my dad is the excessive criticism. And that's why he criticizes me so much is because he got that from his parents. So he's used to that. So that's normal for him. So why wouldn't he do that to his children? Right. So that's where they get that from. And so those ones with the excessive criticism, those ones are the harder ones to find as narcissists because they are so well camouflaged i would say and we also live in a very negative society so it's very easy for them to kind of blend in and to kind of you know just kind of mold with society (laughs) i feel like it's it's like people say like you can't love your child too much you can because you can love them to the point of overprotecting and over being overbearing and it's really good It, it does a lot of damage to your children it really, really, really does. And this it is does. just one example right. of what can happen to your child. And in when we're done talking about what a narcissist is, I'm going to talk to you guys about my parents and their relationship right now from this. Right. Um, a second um, link that I found is genetic. So anything can be inherited. Any mental health disorder like anxiety, depression, um, sicknesses, diseases, disorders, everything can be genetic, which is really sad. And I honestly never really thought that things could be inherited, but they can because I have anxiety and I got it from my mom. So mm-hmm. that's the second one. And the third one is neurobiology. So this is the connection between the brain behavior and thinking, which is interesting. There's also some ways that you can, um, with what is it like reverse neurology where you're reconnecting or rethinking how your brain makes connections so basically what I've heard when a narcissist goes to therapy and they get into an argument with their wife and the narcissist will text the therapist and be like so this is what happened and the therapist will say this is what you say to fix the situation and then the narcissist will say it and be like oh my god that worked how did that work Like, they don't understand it. Right. So you have to reverse engineer that neurology slowly over time. I just think that that's the most interesting. Because I never, I I don't know, I just, to me, it, it, like, I don't understand it. Like, I understand genetics a lot more than I understand, like, neurobiology. You know what I mean? But I, I guess the brain is the, you know, the biggest link to everything 
Oh, yeah, the brain is huge. I used to yeah. have a, a teacher. He was from Africa, and he was deaf. And his dad was the only um, deaf neurologist in Africa. And he would talk about his dad all the time. And his dad specifically studied um, the links between um, signed language and spoken language in the brain. And they actually found out that your brain lights up in the same patterns as spoken language and sign language, which I thought was fascinating. That is fascinating. I love neurology. <laughs> neurology is I mean, awesome. I, I like it too. I just, I'm not smart enough to. If that shit know. wasn't so expensive, like let me tell you, Bernie Sanders, <laughs> free healthcare, I'm going back to school for neurology because that shit's cool. It, it's very interesting. Like I always think about how somebody could be like a neurosurgeon and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, oh that would God. just. It's so cool, but it would freak me out at the same time. You know what I mean? No, one wrong cut. <laughs> one wrong right. cut, you're paralyzed for life. You're just done. You're just done. Exactly. Um, there's a woolly mammoth coming out of my room. I thought they were extinct. I told you it's the Neanderthals, girl. They're bringing them back. Bring They're bringing them back. Them back. <laughs> But yeah, neurobiology is a really fascinating subject, and I would love to get into it more. I wish we could talk more with a neurobiologist or something like that. I do too. Um, that would be really cool. Yes. Um, so there actually are some risk factors. Um, narcissistic. Per- mar- wow. NPD. Hello. Um, <laughs> it actually affects more males than females. I wonder why our society. Mm-hmm. Our society is something that I feel like we just want our our men to be more masculine and stop feeling emotions, you know? Like, when when your little boy falls down on the ground, a lot of people will be like, suck it up, deal with it. They won't be like, oh, honey, you got a boo-boo, let's make it better, let's fit. That's usually what we do with women, that's what we do with girls, you know? Right. So that's sad. I cry when Mason cries. <laughs> well, you're an empath, so that would make sense. Yeah. But that's what that's what happens with a lot. And I feel just personally, I feel like that's why more males are affected than females. However, I have some I have some seen some female narcissists. I believe you met one. Well, yes. <laughs> um, but I, what I think is interesting that they say it affects more males than females is because if you go back to neurobiology. Um, a lot of men's brains are wired different than women's also. I mean, yes. Well, of course. That is very but, true. We're much smarter. But it also begins in the, in teens and early adulthood. So Yes, it does. I, I think it all goes back to those three um, links. The in- environment, so how the child was raised genetics if it was inherited or not and then you know how their brains were wired you know so uh, what a lot of scientists actually and this i think kind of goes back to crime as well um way back when and this is actually where we get some of our race racial bias from when we come when we get to crime um is people thought crime was genetic so people thought that individuals with a certain skin tone 
committed more crimes and that was like a fact back then it was just written in the books it was like oh you have the skin tone so therefore you've committed this crime and so that's the the biological part about it but now we've discovered that there's a lot of things um like a lot of mental disorders and a lot of things like that so like my dad he has a mental disorder and i have a 10 percent chance of having that mental disorder as well so that's a biological factor in there but we're just now getting into the biological factors and getting into oh these things don't always count with everything so a lot of it is just a mix you know you have to have the perfect mix you have to have the perfect environment you have to have the perfect biological experience and you have to have the perfect neurology in order to get that child who's a narcissist in this particular way it's kind of like when you talk about ted bundy Or when Mm -hmm. you talk about something like the ice pick killer. I don't know if you've heard about him. I haven't. I might have, but I don't remember. (laughs) Well, if you look up the ice pick killer, he's the perfect example of what I'm talking about, where you have the perfect concoction of these three things that have caused the situations to happen or these these kinds of people. (laughs) It's interesting that you bring up the the ice pick killer, and you'll find out why soon. Um, (laughs) So I'll just keep going on. Um, There are, um, wait, hold on. Where was I? You were in places. Some children may show these traits, but this doesn't mean that they'll develop the personality disorder. So obviously it just goes back to like, like your child could, but it's, like a 50-50 chance, I think, for everything Well, also, in life. you also have to remember your, where your child is in the stage of development as well. So, right. like, for example, Mason. He may have some narcissistic tendencies right now, but let's be realistic. All he knows is, is honey, you, um, daddy, and school. So, yeah, he's going to be a narcissist because his circle is small. And as he gets older and sees, oh, you know what? The world's a little bigger than I thought it was then he's going to grow out of that. That's kind of how that works. Right. Um, Scientists have actually linked children developing this disorder to biologically um, vulnerable children. So parenting styles that are overprotective and neglectful, like we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Genetics and neurobiology also play a role. And then... um, it's I, I just think it's very interesting because um and like like we, we like we literally just talked about I've heard that there are situations where serial killers were were narcissists yeah so, so going back to the ice pit killer yeah he um I'm not gonna talk about the ways in which he but he murdered somebody brutally like horribly and he felt nothing. He literally yep. killed somebody in the most torturous way that he could so that he could see if he could feel something, and he didn't. I think I have heard of this guy. So, um, it, there are, um, I keep losing wh- where I am because you, like, you keep talking and then I get confused. I'm sorry. So, it, I, I said I thought it was interesting because I have heard, obviously, that, if you if you've listened to any podcast out there, you know that a lot of these mass serial killers um, were narcissists, and that most of them actually had severe issues at home where, when when they were younger. So they either dealt with strong abuse, mm-hmm. overprotection, neglect, 
and they in turn turned out to be narcissists. Naturally, not all of them were narcissists. Not naturally. But the thing is, what I found with a lot of them is that it's narcissists mixed with X, Y, and Z concoction, and that's where you get the bloody mess. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's just inter- interesting if you if you go back to um the the um the disorder like what's linked to them because a lot of these serial killers in fact do have a lot of environmental um trait like issues like they a lot of them either were abused or their parents tried to do everything they could for them or they just like were wired or they were not they're not wired right so it comes down to neurobiology not necessarily genetics but it all comes down to the brain and 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 how it affected them everything affected them growing up because they could have been abused or not abused and the, their brain just kind of snapped i guess right and so if we go to the ice pick killer we look at the environment he was in an abusive home we look at genetics we already have a lot of anger a lot of issues with with anger that he doesn't know how to deal with his anger and then we look at the neurobiology. Okay, well, now he also doesn't have feelings. And that already, right. also from a young age, if, you're, if your child, like as old as Mason, you know, two-year-old is walking around killing rats and mice and things, you have, you have, you have a problem and you need to get that looked at. And a yeah. lot of parents will ignore that kind of situation. Yep. I think that was with Ted Bundy, maybe. I don't know if I'm right on that one. Um, a Ted Bucky, I don't remember I can't what he remember, did. but there was one of them where he was killing um, mice. I think, I think it may have been Ted Bundy or it may have been Michael Myers where he's killing mice and rats and things in his room and no one gave a shit. And that's where we're stuck with these these people or these children who are developing narcissistic personality disorder along with a lot of other disorders that they need checked they need help with (laughs) yeah i don't know i always forget like what serial killer did what there's just so many out there yeah i mean there 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 was so many of them out there my goodness there's a lot of them i find them fascinating i don't know why (laughs) i well just like true crime yeah i think I like to see what's wrong with people, what drove them to do the thing, and see, like, well, you know, was there something that could have happened? Like, you know, maybe if the ice pick killer had a dad who was more understanding and more empathetic, would he still have been um, killing people? Would he have gotten help? Like, what would have happened, you know? The what ifs, yeah, Yeah. I know. So there there are um, complications associated with this disorder, and... Um, a few of them that I listed are um, relationship difficulties, depression, anxiety, physical health problems, drug abuse, misuse, suicidal thoughts, and behavior. Yes, I can definitely say that when I was dating somebody, <laughs> we had a lot of relationship difficulties, my God. Um, he was never able to take a responsibility for anything he did. That's just something that narcissists can't do. They can't see their faults. They can't yep. take responsibility. They just, they can't. He had a lot of right. depression, anxiety. There was a ton of physical health problems that ended up 
happening later on and I did witness a lot of drug abuse at some point and there was suicidal thought like all of this stuff with him and it was right. really really sad to watch um it is it was um, really sad to watch him go down that hole and my uh my dad he does have this but he also has something else which we'll talk about in another episode but he has a lot of this stuff too so to kind of see that you know, paired with what else he has, was, it explains a lot, and it's just really sad. Right. My ex-boyfriend was the same way. He had a lot of um, drug abuse misuse, mainly, but also, like, he had... I don't. I wouldn't really say he had relationship difficulties, but he did have issues with some types of relationships. Right. But... He also had depression. I, he didn't really have anxiety, but you won't... Not every narcissist will have all the complications. These are just a few of them. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There is um, actually prevention for this, which I, I stated earlier. So, as always, we're not medical professionals here over on this podcast. Yeah, please but, don't accept anything uh, that we say as medical advice. Right. <laughs> My God. Getting treatment. <laughs> right. But getting treatment as soon as possible... Even when you're, if you notice these traits in your young children, this is like family therapy, um, any type of therapy, they're going to be able to help with um, basically guiding families or even just people as a whole to learn healthy ways to communicate or to cope with conflicts of emotional distress and attending parenting classes. Also, if you're a parent and you notice your young child is developing some of these traits, you can take classes and also seek guidance from therapists or social workers also because everyone is there to help. I'm just going to say, like, I'm a huge fan of getting out there and talking with therapists. Like, have a right. serious conversation. Because also, like, Mason's going to grow up at some point and he's going to develop himself a little personality. And what if your yeah. personality doesn't jive with his? Then what? You know, right. what do you do? So, in my opinion, I think that you should be able to go to therapy just to be like, hey, you know, like... Let's see, you know, how my personality can cope with his personality and we can have some sort of relationship. Like, my dad and my brother, they don't have a relationship because my dad never tried. I mean, my brother also was a dick and pushed his buttons, but my dad never tried. (laughs) Um, Right, which is really sad. But, like, another thing, like, you have a narcissistic child and maybe this child is in its teens. Go to parenting classes. Just... Just go, you know, especially if you're going to have another child, just go to parenting classes because I'm going to tell you something. If your child is a narcissist, there's a huge possibility that you fucked up. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Like, love your audience, love your fam, but you probably fucked <laughs> up. That's funny. Ah, uh, yeah. It's just, I mean, a lot of people don't jive with the whole like therapy thing and they think therapy's for the week but uh, honestly therapy is the best medicine for anybody it doesn't matter if you have a mental health disorder it doesn't matter if you're a depressed person if you're an anxious person or if you just think you need a little extra boost of help like it's it's there as a tool to help people real yes get through even just the fucking struggles of life like it's just a beneficial thing for anybody. It doesn't matter who you are, what you're going through. Yes, so, I agree. That's all I got to say on that I topic. I agree. Oh my goodness, I agree. Yeah. Yes. 
There are four types of narcissists. <laughs> and um, this is where I'm going to end because I don't really know how to go after this. But the four types of narcissistic personality disorder are people who, who are narcissists. There's the narcissistic leadership, which I'm not really sure what that means. I should have read more up into it. You might be able to give some insight. There's yeah. narcissistic parents obviously. There's cultural narcissism, which I've never heard of, and then there's collective or group narcissism, narcissism, which I found very interesting. Okay, so most of these are actually socialistic like kind of problems is ish. Um, There's there's mainly two types of narcissism. So the narcissistic leadership is actually what my dad has. And it's where he likes to be the leader, where he's like, okay, I'm in charge, I'm the boss, I'm God, I'm this, I'm that, and here's how we're going to do shit. And if you have a problem with it, you can go to fucking hell. And that's how he works. That's like, that's how it is. Wow. Now I've dated the other kind, where we have the narcissistic, where I'm, I think they're called narcissistic introverts, where they're very narcissistic, they're very about themselves, but it's like a subtle way. You know, like, for example, me and Kay were watching a movie, and in this movie, I forgot what it was called, <laughs> but in this movie, this guy has cancer, and he goes through treatment, and halfway through treatment, his girlfriend leaves him, and it's just this horrible situation, and he gets more and more depressed, and I think he kills himself in the end. Sad. Yeah, it was really sad, but all through the movie, Kay was like, oh, you're just like that girl. Oh my god, you would leave me during this. Like, I know you would just be, like, you know, just those little comments where it's just, like, you know, I never have displayed any of those kinds of, like, emotions towards you. I've told you that I love you, and I don't understand why I'm getting this kind of feedback from you. And we did have conversations about how it was, you know, hurtful and stuff, but that's just, like, an an under, you know, know, like, the slide under, like, kind of narcissism where it's just kind of, like, on the down low. You know? Yeah. But it's like insulting, yeah. belittling comments. But also it's all about him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So narcissistic parents are just like parent like, you know, I grew up with my dad who's narcissistic and then you have your children who are, you know, ten, eleven, twelve, well they're they're trapped. And what do you do? <laughs> you know? Like right. I don't <laughs> Right. What do you do? Right. Uh cultural narcissism is more like our society we're in america and we're very obsessed with ourselves we have instagram we're taking pictures of ourselves you know everybody's wanting everybody else's attention you know in a way our podcast is even narcissistic because we want your attention we want somebody's attention out there whoever's listening to this podcast just get thank you first of all um but we are getting your attention and in this in that way it's narcissistic you know everybody wants your attention and you know who are you going to give that hour to that's the big question and I guess collective sense. or group narcissism is, I, I, I feel like that's more like in high school, you know, where you got the clicks. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like what came to mind when I when I read that one. Yeah, so those are the kinds of narcissism. But as far as like the types of narcissism that we have, it's leadership and introvert. Oh, sure. yeah. But like parents and cultural and that, that's just social ideas and sociology and things like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yes. I don't know, girl. I know. 
There's just so there's so much about narcissism that I didn't understand before researching for this podcast. There is so much about it, and they they're so attracted to empaths because we bring to the table what they lack and what they miss so desperately, and it is really sad. But at the same time, you as an empath have to realize that you are not you are not there to fix them. Right. You can, people can only fix themselves at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's just, that's that's the way that I look at it. And that's kind of how I see my dad, too. I love him. He's still going to be my dad at the end of the day, even with all of his problems. <laughs> right. But I can't fix him. And I'm not going yeah. to. That's not a burden on me if he wants to try to right. have a relationship it's not your job. in that time. yeah but yeah yeah <laughs> no i understand so now we're gonna talk about our men in our life now yay, yay. so i want to get it out in the open i don't think the moose is an empath like at all he does have moments where i do feel like he can get in touch with that side but I feel like he has to try really hard (laughs) which I think is really funny to watch you know it's kind of like watching a baby poop it's like really like they're so frustrated they're trying really hard but it ends up happening in the end that's funny (laughs) I also don't think he's a narcissist either like I said there is a spectrum and I think he's kind of in between I think a lot of the time he does work in um IT and so he's really stuck in his own world and kind of trapped there sometimes especially when he's working on a really big project and my god he's clumsy <laughs> like girl <laughs> he's so clumsy he has knocked things over so many times he's run into things we've had plates dishes cups bottles a honey jar that I really liked he destroyed because i feel like he's just he's in his own head he's he's in his own world yeah yeah (laughs) you know just dying (laughs) but i also feel like a lot of that has to do with technology but he's also in his own head yeah and in today's in today's world we're all just so consumed with technology and we're just always worrying about things and and i feel like it's so hard because that's his job you know yeah 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 but he's had he's also had a really rough past that he has told me that we're not allowed to talk about um you know maybe in a later episode we can talk about it but due to that he has a brain injury and he cannot like this man cannot plan to save his life so I always have to be ready for something new. Like he's like, okay, we're Girl, going to the store. We're doing, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> that's just men in general. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't change him that much because my god. Um, but this has created a lot of challenges in our relationship, and I'm like, I sent him, I sent his mom a text today, being like, I am, thank you for not killing him. I don't know how you did it, but thank you for not killing him. <laughs> I'm sure she struggled, girl. Oh, I'm sure I'm she sure did. She's I'm sure that, that she did. Oh my god. Um, as an empath, and I'm I I hope I'm not speaking for us all, but I feel like I kind of am. 
I do feel like we need more emotional support than other, I, I guess, normals, <laughs> non-empaths do. Normals. <laughs> I don't know what to call them. Um, That's I really funny. don't want to stereotype, but, you know. Um, in my experience, it's been really difficult for, like, a man to give me the emotional support I need. And sometimes Moose is just, like, he's not there. <laughs> Like, he tries, and like I said, it's like a baby trying to poop. He tries so hard. But so he, he's just he's just not there sometimes. We're working on it, you know. But my goodness, it's also really hard to live with your boyfriend or fiancé or whatever, your man. It's hard to live with them because on their bad days, you pick that up. So not only do they have bad days, but now you've got them too. And it's like, well, well fucking great. That's that's just great. <laughs> and you get to that's experience the situation and the roller coaster with them. And it's like, well, that's not what I wanted to do today. Thank you. So, you know, you got to do your grounding rituals and all that kind of stuff when that happens. Um, but I don't, you know, when he has bad days and I have to, and I pick that stuff up, you know, I try and do my protective stuff. But it's hard because, you, you know, when you're in your own home, you don't want to be sheltered and you're in your bubble when you're in your you know I want to let my bra off I want to let loose I want to you know walk around naked I don't want to have my guard up all the time you know that's not it's not fun <laughs> right so yeah I need a lot of space I need like time to myself I need to decompress and you know sometimes it's hard um to do with a partner who's not very understanding like when I was with Kay like he just, was not getting that my god oh my god he was just not getting it i was oh my gosh brandon's very understanding about this and i have a lot of alone time thankfully he also you know when the borders do open up again he'll be able to work out of state again oh that's funny i know it's gonna be an emotional break i'm, I'm very excited you know if i don't kill him first because there's been days but Sometimes I just don't feel an emotional support at all from him. And sometimes he's very supportive. It's just, it depends. And I feel like that's like how it is for all of us. It's actually really funny because before we started this podcast, and I digress again. But before we started this podcast, um, he was like, Michelle, you did a spell so that you could get an online job and it backfired. I was like, how did it backfire? He's like, well, now you've started the coronavirus and now the whole world needs an online job. I'm like, oh my god, that's gosh. a hell of a spell if it went wrong. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, it was, I just thought that was really funny. Oh, Brandon. I know, I know he, the jokes, the jokes. What a guy. Like, Don't try too hard on that joke, babe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what, what's your opinion on your, your boyfriend or your Neanderthal or whatever my, my man my man child in the bedroom i mean not mason nick <laughs> yeah so for the most part um i can definitely say without a doubt that he is not an empath um he he has he has a lot of uh the tendencies and qualities of um a narcissist sometimes i feel like maybe like one out of ten times he can have empathetic tendencies and traits but it's like a rarity um 
for the most part, he does have like a huge love and heart for animals, and he he'll feel bad like occasionally for others, but he doesn't necessarily want others to be upset. So, um, like this more or less just like goes for like his mom. It, but like when it comes to like his sister or like his friends and stuff like that, like he doesn't give a shit of like how they really feel. <laughs> he just doesn't give a flying fuck, I guess. But oh he does care a lot when he gets to know you. Aww. So like once once he like will finally open up and feel comfortable, like he he will like go deep into his feelings, which a lot of empaths do. Yes. But um he just is a very angry person and he he does have some days where you can't tell him right from wrong you know yeah. and if, if I try to tell him like hey this is a situation I feel like you're doing these things and I would like it if we could try and work through them or maybe like change them and like you did this and this is how it's affecting the relationship and things like that. He gets very, very, very mad and he'll shut down immediately and always reverse the conversation to me and what I've done wrong in the relationship. And I'm the only bad person basically. And you've witnessed this several times. I know. So, um, he, he's a narcissist to the T like he doesn't, he he feels like he is right in most all situations. He has a huge sense of entitlement, and, and he does try and manipulate me a lot, um, which is huge for narcissists. They are huge manipulators. Yeah, and gaslighting. Yeah, he, he does it with a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to, like, taxes and things like that. Um, he doesn't like to feel... Um, broke it all, which nobody really does. I feel like that's just like a human problem. Yeah. But <laughs> he gets angry when he feels like he should be like making more money and doing more in life, and it really upsets him. And he'll go into these episodes of where months and months on end he'll be really depressed and unhappy about his life, but never wanting to like try and change the situation. Yeah. So he feels like it should just be changed automatically, like with no effort. Does that make sense? Yeah, he reminds me of this guy in high school I used to know. Oh, my God. This guy, his name was Zach. And I'm just going to say his name because, like, I don't talk, I don't even know if he ever even listens to this anymore. But, um, so, Zach, he always lived in his basement and he wanted a girlfriend so bad, but he would never ask anybody out. And I made this joke one time, and I was like, what, is a girl just gonna, just gonna walk into your basement and ask you out? Because, like, you gotta get yourself out there, man. Right, like, that's not how it works. Like, you have to put a little bit of effort in. And then, like, a week later, one of my friends, when we were all hanging out in his basement, she asked him out, and I was like, oh my god, it happened! It happened! It's <laughs> funny. Like, a week later, I ate my words. That's typically how it works, you know? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I think, like, honestly, I don't know. I don't think Nick has narcissistic personality disorder. I don't think he displays all the tendencies necessarily. I mean, Brandon certainly has his moments as well where 
I mean, especially during this outbreak, I'm very stressed out and he just doesn't seem to care. Or maybe he does and he's tried to console me and I'm very hard to console. <laughs> like, you are. I stress I over a flea, my God. <laughs> I don't think Nick is like 100%, but I think on the scale in between like that little spectrum that we were talking about earlier, he falls more towards like the narcissistic side than the empath Yeah, side. and like, like it's, like we just said, this this is more with men than females, so mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me. Although we have met a female narcissist before. <laughs> yes, I believe we have. You met her while she was down here. And just on a, a real quick opinion, like, how did that differ from a male narcissist? Just out of curiosity. It's not different because Nick's sister is the same way as him. It's just females are more bitchy and more willing to, like, um, state their opinion with no um, care as to how. Yeah, they have no flying fucks, literally. She reminds me a lot, actually, of of Nick's sister. Like, 100% to the T. Wow. Except except Nick's sister's more willing to state her opinion. Like, way more willing. I will will tell you this this person that we are talking about is not willing to state her opinions specifically because the topic and the situation you met her on was my wedding. Basically, what me and Nick like to say is that um, his sister's never had her ass beat, so she kind of has that really, really high, like... Oh, my I, I'm, God! I, you, you, do you get what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I get it, too. This other so- person that I was talking about, too, only child. And I was like, hey, are you yeah. an only child? She's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, this explains a lot. So she, yeah, so she's never been put in her place. So she yeah. hasn't learned that she, there's, she hasn't learned that there is like a, um, what what's the word I'm trying to use? Hierarchy. <laughs> there's like a breaking point to how bitchy one can get in the in situations and she hasn't been put in her place i guess too so she just goes and goes and goes right. and goes like and you goes can only and nobody be says so anything bitchy or yeah. such an ass until people are like hey so stop. until finally someone says something right yeah. or you know in in some cases some people do say something and then you know <laughs> it's just ghost yeah. yeah so yeah no it's the same i think for women i just think that it depends on the man and the women because some people are just more emotional than others. Yeah, I agree. Nick's really emotional. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I think that's everything we've got for this episode. I think that's um, all we've got for this week. Yeah. I don't really... If you guys are, are like, curious... Or, like, have any questions about, like, the topic or our, our significant others or if you're going through something like this, definitely reach out because I think it is – I think it's just such an interesting topic. And I feel like we could talk about it longer if I was, like, more awake and had more <laughs> Oh, my God. Same here. But oh – my yeah. gosh. And we weren't dying from the corona everywhere. Yeah. So, I feel like I'm just, like, spreading the corona and then – um, like health update. <laughs> I was in the emergency room twice two weeks ago. Um, for severe vertigo. 
almost died. <laughs> At least when you have vertigo, you feel like you are almost dying. Almost died? Um, Quote, yeah. Unfortunately, due to the braces, they were like, we can't even tell if you had a stroke, which they're like, uh, we don't know. When I walked into the, or I didn't even, I couldn't even walk in. It was so bad. When she was wheeled in. Yeah, when I was wheeled into the emergency room, like, I couldn't even <laughs> form sentences. Like, it was yeah. bad. But when they did a scan of me, <laughs> they found that I have a tumor on my, what did I say? that My thyroid. I have a tumor on my thyroid. Yeah. So, <laughs> until I get that screened for cancer, I'm really high risk currently. So she can't just, she just can't leave her house. She's quarantined. So, once again, if you guys have any ideas for shit I can do, other than organizing this goddamn house, let me know. <laughs> Pinterest. Pinterest some us, a pimp. Pinterest us some idea. Well, Michelle, some ideas. Pin Miss Michelle some ideas. <laughs> Alrighty, yeah. guys, we will see you guys in the next episode next week. We look forward to hearing from you. Um, yeah. Stay safe. Stay indoors. Do not leave your house, please. Let's get this shit under and control. Your girl gotta get married. Yeah, don't breathe on each other. and Don't shake hands. Air high fives. No, no, not no. even that. Just do the Vulcan. Just do the Vulcan, like, you know. Just air high five through glass. <laughs> through or, glass. Just, you know what I mean. Air, just pretend that you've done it. Do it physically. Yeah, just just do, don't do it physically. Virtual. Just do it virtually. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. We'll see you, yeah, next, we'll see you week. next week. Bye.